the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelo has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelo. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. Today is a very special show for a number of reasons. I would like to dedicate it to a mentor of mine named Gunnery Sergeant Ben Blunt, and we will talk about that in a little while. It's also Fourth of July weekend, and we are celebrating this nation's freedom and the freedom that we have within this nation to make choices. And we're going to talk about that on the show, which ultimately is about choosing freedom. Friends, this is week three in our series entitled Friends with the World, Enemies of God. This series draws upon a verse from the book of James, chapter four, which says, therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. In part one, we discussed our relationships with God, our understanding of his nature, our feelings about his love and the choices that we make in response to those perspectives. In part two, we discussed the crisis in masculinity and the fatherless, leaderless world in which we live at a time when we need faithful combat leaders guiding families and the community on the spiritual battlefield. And those shows are available by podcast on kkhc.com or courageouschristianity.today. So today we're going to talk about the freedom we have to make choices and the critically important question we must ask as we make these choices. And that question is, what is real? And we have a special guest to help us with this discussion. Tom Kilgannon is back from Virginia. As you recall, Tom is a president of the Freedom Alliance, an amazing organization which supports the men and women of our militaries and their families, all who have sacrificed so much to give us the choices about which we will speak today. And we've asked Tom back, not in his capacity as a president of the Freedom Alliance, but as a Christian who has seen so much who works each day with those whose suffering is very real and who knows the cost of the freedom we have to choose. Tom, welcome back. Hey, Rich, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's an absolute pleasure and an honor, and it's an exciting weekend. 
I'm all about the hot dogs and <laughs> the apple pie and the red, white, and blue that you just see popping up everywhere. God bless America. And as always, folks, we are joined by and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my faithful wingman. And now I'm very hungry. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> Before Hi. we begin, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in you we have everything we need. And if our bodies failed and there was nothing left of this earth, still we would have you and we would need nothing else. Lord, you are faithful, you are loving, and you have told us over and over in your creations, in your word, and through the life and death and resurrected life of your son, Jesus, that you love us. And we know that all you ask is that we love each other. Help us, Father, to do that. Help us to ignore the manipulations of the devil and to make choices which are loving. Help us to focus on what is real, on what is lasting, and on what is valuable to you. As we strive to simplify this world, in every situation, help us to choose you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So friends, years ago, I bought a car, which is kind of what I did. I go through cars at an alarming rate. Years I ago? used to. I used to. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me change that. My sassy wingman, Christy Stratton. <laughs> Years ago, I bought a car which had a lot of problems from the moment I drove it off the lot, and I returned it to the dealer, and he said something. This was the first time I ever heard this, and I've never forgot it. He said, it is what it is. Mm. Is that crazy? I didn't appreciate it then, and I don't like it now, because things are not always what they seem. Scripture says, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This means that if we want to be free, we must pursue the truth relentlessly, The devil and his minions don't make this easy. They spend a great deal of time and effort confusing the truth, and we see this all around us as people make crazy choices. And this makes a clear understanding more difficult to obtain. Still, we must seek the truth with everything we have if we are to make informed choices. So, Tom, that's a a mouthful. That's a lot going on with today's show, isn't it? (laughs) It sure is. But we can handle it, Rich. I think we can do it. Yeah, we can. And you've seen so much suffering to afford us the freedom that we have to make choices. As you look at this nation, present times, culture, what comes to you? Well, uh, I think a number of things come to me, and and, um, it's important that uh, we we look back. I want to go back to, you know, a few things you said, but... um, one of them is you, you reference in your prayer the, the manipulations of the devil. And what we're facing now in our country is uh, good versus evil and in, in more of a stark contrast than I think we've seen in my lifetime. And so as we uh, are presented with these uh, differences, we do have to make choices and we have to make wise choices. Uh, but ultimately, I am optimistic because, as you said, I have seen so many good things happening, so many wonderful people who are making the right choices, who are putting themselves out there, who are sacrificing and suffering and even giving their lives for this country and for our fellow man. Uh, I will tell you, it is, uh, it is heartwarming. It is inspirational. Uh, a few of them, uh, one story I will tell you about. Uh, years ago, I was down at Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio. And as you know, Rich, uh, Brook Army Medical Center has the 
first-rate, world-class burn facility. Uh, anybody who has uh, has suffered burns over uh, a good portion of their body goes to San Antonio because these doctors, nurses are the best in the world. And I was down there. I had the uh, privilege of being able to go through the hospital and, and meet some of the patients. And I went into uh, one room. And when you visit a burn patient, as you know, uh, when you're outside in the hallway, you've got a mask up, you've got a gown up, you've got to put all the scrubs on from, you know, a cap over your, your head to a mask and gloves and gown and everything because uh, these patients are exposed. And when you walk into the room, the, the first thing that hits you is just how hot it is in the room because the temperature needs to stay up because, again, they're exposed and, and they're, the patients are freezing because they don't have that protective layer uh, that they used to have. It's been burned away. But I went in there, and you can only stay for two minutes or so, um, and met this Marine. He was in the bed. He had burns over about 70% of his body, and I felt so um, inadequate speaking with him. But all I could do was say, thank you for your service. And he said to me, Rich, he said, I would do it all again. Mm. And wow. what that meant was he he had such a love of country, such a love of his fellow Marines, uh, the purpose that he was out there uh, for fighting for, he would do it all again because he had such faith that drove him to be able to uh, put his life on the line. He knew that should he die, uh, where he was going and why he was going there. And so, um, you know, that's just one example. And another one is right outside of my door here in my office, I've got... There's a picture, uh, a big photograph of a young lady named Shelby Summers. Shelby is one of our scholarship recipients at Freedom Alliance. She receives a scholarship because her father died in the line of duty. And um, the picture shows her sitting at her father's grave in Arlington Cemetery. Uh, her dad was Sergeant First Class Sev Summers, who died on August 2nd in 2009. He was a Special Forces operator. And we've gotten to know Shelby very well, and she is an example of the, the kind of suffering and sacrifice that family members make when they lose uh, their dad, their husband. And Shelby is one of those people who has just is clinged to the memory of her father by writing his name on her wrist. She has kept for many years the last phone message that he gave, that he left for her on her cell phone. And so these are the kinds of sacrifices I think about when we think about the choices that people make to help others, to bring others closer to God, to defend what we have, which is this very precious gift of freedom that we are um, reminiscing on and, and thinking about this weekend as we celebrate Independence Day here in America. I think that's absolutely fantastic. And so much comes to my heart as you talk about it. Uh, the first thing is, there you are focused on the good, and the devil spends a lot of time focusing us on the bad. And 70% of this nation identifies as a Christian. And regardless of whether or not we're performing our duties as Christians the way we should, the point remains that there is so much good there is so much love. There are so many people getting up early to do all sorts of different jobs to be a part of the solution in this nation. And the media and everybody else wants to focus us on the bad and what isn't there. But this is an important time to focus on what is there. 
So, friends, the responsibility is ours. Much has been sacrificed for the opportunity that we have to make choices. And I'm going to say something which some of you may not like, but everything is, in fact, a choice. If that Marine in that burn unit thought that he had a choice that he would make again, then we know everything is a choice. There's no escaping the fact that the choices we make will have far-reaching consequences. Our choices will either draw us closer to the world or to God, and we are talking about friends with the world and enemies of God. And ultimately, we will stand in the glare of the truth, and when that judgment comes, which it will, we will be the sum of our choices. Stay with us as we talk with Tom Kilgannon and more about the freedom that we have in this nation to choose. Hello, everyone. This is Christy Stratton. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelow's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of the show in our efforts to accomplish our mission. That mission is to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. And we need your help to do that. Your tax-deductible support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts. Courageous Christianity is a public nonprofit ministry. If you'd like to support our mission in this ministry, you can do so by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. 8004940 and for a donation of $25 or more we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book Right Makes Might 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional and it will help you to become more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate by going to courageouschristianity.today. So, text to donate to 281-800-4940 or go to courageouschristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support. I counted the streetlights as we headed up to the chapel to pay our last respects. Friends, welcome back. We are talking with Tom Kilgannon, president of the Freedom Alliance, in part three of our series, Friends with the World, Enemies of God. In segment one of this show, we said that first, we must know the truth. Then we must exercise our hard-won right to make intentional choices as we strive to live lives which will be worthy of the sacrifices made so that we have the right to choose. And it reminds me of uh, in the end in Saving Private Ryan where Tom Hanks' character says to uh, Private Ryan, earn this. And what he's talking about is the fact that all of the guys who came to save him uh, had been killed and the rest of his life would be about... Uh, being worthy of the sacrifice laid down. Um, Tom, have you ever heard that Eckhart Tolle quote? We talked about it on the show a lot of times. Uh, It says that suffering exists between the truth and what we want the truth to be. Have you ever heard that? I have, yeah. It's, um, you know, it's it's a big concept. And so uh, for uh, somebody like me, Rich, with a, a limited intellect, I have to put it into different, um, a different way of thinking about it. And so for me, I think about it um, in, a, in a way that uh, I can understand it. I, you know, I like basketball. I like college basketball. And one of my favorite coaches uh, was always Bob Knight at Indiana University, went on to Texas Tech. And he once said uh, about his players and, and their preparation and, and winning championships, he said, the will to win is nothing 
without the will to prepare to win. So when we talk about, uh, you know, what Toll was talking about there uh, between uh, where suffering uh, exists between truth and, and what we want the truth to be, I, I put that in, in the sense of we all want to win championships. We all want to be close to God. We all want to have success. But are we willing to do what it takes to get there? And when it comes to our relationship with God, for me that means on a daily basis, not just saying, you know, uh, yeah, I want to be with you, Lord, but on a daily basis showing God that we want to be with him. Are we praying? Are we repenting? Are we fasting for his purposes? Are we um, feeding our mind and, and learning his law and his will and his scripture? Are we doing the things that will help us draw closer to God ourselves and acquiring the knowledge and the faith that will help us bring others closer to him. I think that's fantastic. Because What I heard in there is action is required. So, for example, we might not like the state of this nation, but what are we willing to do to change things? There must be an understanding of the truth, reality. We must accept reality and then work to make the reality that is the reality that we want. So, Christians, if we want more of this nation to be Christian and for our government to make choices that are in line with Christian virtues, the Constitution and the Bible, then we have to get involved and do our part. Christy? We have to get involved, but we have to get real first. Yeah, you have to acknowledge the fact that this is the problem. Um, I woke up uh, a couple mornings ago and I was a little bit upset. I think my air conditioning died and I I was telling myself it's going to be this big, horrible bill, and I was all stressed out about it. And then I said, okay, what is reality? What's reality is that my air conditioner is not working. What do I want reality to be? I want reality to be a perfect house that never breaks down. Well, that ain't going to happen. So let's (laughs) go ahead and call an air conditioning guy and see what we can do to get it fixed. And so we get to that, uh, what Christy broached is what is real. And uh, if you permit me a small digression, um, I have this image in my head of a, a play, like a drama in a theater. And we're all sitting in this darkened audience and we're looking at the stage and they're actors and their sets. And we're treating the actors and the sets and the story that's played out on the stage like it's reality. But the truth of the matter is there's curtains at the back of the stage. And what's going on behind the curtains manipulates what we see on stage. And there's this producer. And he is telling the actors how to act so that we in the audience have these different feelings. Stick with me. I know it's kind of confusing. (laughs) But so that producer took a script that was written by an author. And then he put his twist on that script And then he said, let's build these sets. And then he said, actors act like this because he has a way he wants the audience to feel. Well, my belief is this. That producer is the devil. The script that he perverted and twisted for his own purposes is the Bible. It was written by Jesus, the author, and the actors on stage are actors. And so... We can make decisions based on this drama that's unfolding in front of us, which is a manipulation, in which case our decisions will be manipulated and our feelings about what we see will be manipulated. Or 
we can say, hey, what is real? And when you ask that question, immediately it points you at the Bible. What, uh, is that crazy? Did I lose everybody with that? <laughs> I don't think so. Bueller? I don't, Bueller? I, no, I get it. I, I think I see it on two levels. Um, the world, and we're talking about um, uh, friends with the world, enemies of God, and, and when we see that play and we think that is reality of what is going on in the world without the Bible, then the, the story's a bit off. But we ourselves can do that as well. We can fabricate our own stories and our own plays in our life without getting real. Yeah. Uh, okay. I get the fact that yep. sometimes I take these little trips and nobody <laughs> follows me. I was working on a big project for my general once and it went on for months. And in the course of this project, I kept saying to him, a, a variable within an equation does not solve the equation. And an organism within a system cannot make up rules for the system. And finally, after like two months, he looked at me and my call signs, Bucky. And he says, Bucky, what are you talking about when you say that? And I'm like, sir, I've been saying it for two months and you're just asking now. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, Tom, this is a big deal because what we see on TV, what we see around us, what gets us to focus on all this negative is the play, the drama, the, the producer. Yeah, and I, I want to pick up on where Christy uh, left off there because I, I think nobody wants too, to talk about to, the play. <laughs> the, the, the play is the the play is an analogy to uh, what what you started the show with, which is uh, you know choosing between the the world or, or being part of the world, or and and if you are, you're an enemy of God, and we have to understand what the world is and how our choices uh, come into this equation, and that is. Uh, the world itself is a beautiful thing because it's a gift from God. And so you have the, the beauty of nature, you have human sexuality, you have uh, our country of America, uh, you've, you've got the church and uh, scripture, and you've got all these gifts from God. And in and of themselves, they are wonderful things. They are, they are beautiful because they come from God. It is the manipulation of them it is uh, that that really gets us into trouble. It is the choices we make to abuse those gifts, to use them for the wrong purposes, uh, that that leads us down the wrong path. And who does that? It is the evil one. And as you talked about earlier, you know, heading down that road, um, and as we strive to be closer to God, there are going to be detours that are put in our way, and they're put there by satan and that's why we need that constant action that constant prayer the constant education of scripture and understanding what god wants us to do and and who he wants us to be so that we are uh, prepared and steeled uh to avoid the temptations yeah the devil puts in our way absolutely and we've got to constantly ask what is real and what is right and the only place we're going to get an unvarnished view of that is when we look at Scripture. So uh, I've, I've used this quote on the show before. Abraham Lincoln said, plant your feet in what is right and stand firm. And it begs the question, what is right? And we can't trust anything we see. And, and so much is manipulated. So what we have to say, what is uh, right and what is real? And the author who wrote the script that has since been perverted since the Garden of Eden, since the time Satan manipulated Eve, 
Eve's perception and said, did God really say not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? The author wrote the script, and it basically says this. Love God, love your neighbor. And I love how in everything you say, what I hear is a very positive, optimistic view. And it's so easy to become focused on the negative. I think that's fantastic. What do you think, Christy? You know, what I'm really hearing in here is where you talked about perceptions and those being perverted. Uh, when when we look at freedom, when we look at tr- true freedom, um, I think probably the world thinks kind of the me, 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 I, I, I. But when we look at the truest freedom, um, it, it, it really is the surrender to the word, to that truth. Uh, and we can stand firm in that to go back to your quote. And also to go back to what Tom said at the very beginning is from a winning standpoint, um, the will to win is nothing without the will to prepare to win. And when we get that, we need to prepare to be victorious and free, standing firm in the word. So we have to do more than wish the United States was not engaged in all of this buffoonery. We have to actually ask what is real and then be a part of that solution. Choosing those actions that are going to bring about that true freedom. Doing the work that will help you win in the basketball metaphor, which I'm not really buying because I went to Duke University. And so (laughs) if you're going to make a basketball thing, it has to involve Coach K, Coach Krzyzewski, and it has to involve Duke. Otherwise, I understand why they didn't win. Well, 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 let me say that Coach K was an assistant to Coach Knight early in his career. Huh. Who invited you on this show? (laughs) Okay, folks, so I'm going to be a dog with a bone about the whole play thing. Imagine you're watching CNN and something happens. Uh, God forbid there's a shooting and they get all of these experts who say that we've got to get rid of guns. And uh, we're all sitting here and we immediately know where it's going because there's no correlation between changing gun laws and saying that all of a sudden criminals who get guns and do criminal things are going to care about the law, and this new gun law will stop criminals from breaking the law, which makes absolutely no sense to anybody. And as you sit there watching TV, it's this play that's going on in front of you. They've got all these very concerned people twisting their faces and looking out at the camera in these meaningful ways, but it's a manipulation. And what you know is that they got an agenda, and they're trying to put something over. And by the way, disarming people is how you have things like the Holocaust. And so that's what I mean by it. I'm going to be a dog with a bone. I can't possibly let it go. But (laughs) I think it will inform the conversation. I appreciate it if you bear with me. Come on back for the third segment where I'm quite sure I'll talk about it again. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine. And now our veterans need your help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Stratton, Richard Mindelow's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. 
Freedom Alliance is saving lives in military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, for almost 18 months, Christy Stratton has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of courageous faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings us to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical and behavioral assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You will want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over the last 72 shows on Courageous Christianity, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and I'm Richard Mendelo, and that's why we're going to say that Duke is the basketball school we should be talking about, because <laughs> it's Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelo. What they don't know is in the break, we were talking about the University of Texas and Texas Tech and a lot of others. Right. So you're, you're trying to extort your Do you remember leadership? when I asked you about Texas Tech? I don't. That's because I didn't. Oh, <laughs> In the last couple segments, we talked about making choices based on what is real, and we talked about the sacrifices that have given us this right, and we've talked about the fact that we can wish things were one way or another, but until we put our actions against our wishes, we will not create the reality that we want. And so I've been talking about a play, and nobody wants to talk about the play, but what I'd like to say is either we choose the, the, the thing that's been put in front of us by these manipulators and these producers, uh, or we choose the author and the original work, and we go back to that. So my first answer to any question is, what does Scripture say? Yep. And uh, Christy can testify to that, and I, I try very hard to ask that question lest I be part of the problem. So... With that said, it's important we make choices, we'll be accountable, we must make choices on what is real and not what we wish was real, then we must act. But what I'd like to put to both of you is the mechanics of choices. How do people make choices? You know, when you talk about the, the gift of freedom that God gave us, it's, it's not a, 
it's not a static item. It's something that requires our um, <clears throat> activity on our part, choices, uh, making decisions. Uh, it requires us to be involved. And um, I, I would I would explain it this way: if you if you were to compare or make an analogy of of God's gift of freedom to something like education that we can we can all relate to. So we can give somebody the gift of education by sending them to a college, and they can apply, they can get accepted, they can pay their tuition and show up on campus, and they have that gift of education. However, if they choose never to go to class, uh, never to study, never go into the library or take an exam, do they really have an education? No, they have, uh, they've been given the gift, but they haven't used it. And so, you know, God has given us this gift of freedom, and we have to engage it and him uh, in order to grow closer to him and in order to uh, use it for our secular purposes here in America to make, uh, make our country, make our communities stronger and bring people closer to God through our uh, through our activities here on earth. I think that's very well put. Uh, the way I've always thought of it, especially in regard to my college experience where I could have done better, is you get out what you put in. And what you put in also affects what you are entitled to expect. So if you give nothing, don't expect much. And there's a scripture that covers this well. From whom much is given, much is demanded, and from whom much is entrusted, even more will be asked. So if you have that gift of a college education, then you've been entrusted with much, and there is much for which you are responsible. If you have been entrusted with the gift of American freedom to live in this nation, then there are responsibilities associated with that. And there's a whole generation out there saying that I have all these rights with no responsibilities, and we know that that couldn't possibly be true. And uh, when you were talking about going to college and wishing you'd gone to class more, I think Christy and I were both kind of <laughs> feeling a little bit. We uh, let's just say we identified. We identified. <laughs> so, so we've talked on this show about the OODA loop in talking about how people make choices. O-O-D-A, it's an acronym, the OODA loop, and it was uh, brought into being by this Air Force uh, colonel, I believe, named Boyd, and he was talking about dogfighting, and what he was saying is all decisions, all choices are made where you observe something, you orient yourself to what you have observed, you make a decision based on what you've observed and the way you've oriented yourself, and then you act on that decision. So it's a circle, because the very second you act, you now change the environment, and as you observe the effects of your actions, now you reorient yourself, you make another decision, and you act. And so it's called an OODA loop. It's a cycle. And he was speaking about it in regard to pushing other people around the sky in a dogfight, where I want to create circumstances, I want to get into your OODA loop, cause you to make decisions and then act on those decisions in ways that are beneficial to me. So I have another O word. What you got? Obfuscation. Okay. So and I'm going to bring it back to the story, your play. See, I'm talking about okay, it. Okay. Now. now I'm interested again. <laughs> <laughs> but so if we're trying to make these choices, 
observe, orient, decide, act. And we're, you know, say somebody's out there listening right now. They're like, okay, I, I, I want to choose this freedom. I want to choose the freedom for our country. I want to choose the freedom for that I find in scripture with God. Um, but now the play comes in and I get the obfuscation comes in and I don't really know what I'm observing anymore. I can see how challenging it is. Right. Um, you know, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sure I was going to say something <laughs> about, about the play. The play. Yeah, <laughs> or very important. But it, it's a big deal because as uh, we observe, we're sitting in the audience watching the stage and these actors and they have all these different emotions and their sets. <laughs> and it's temporary. At the end of the play, the sets are going to be taken down. And we put all of our stock in what we're seeing and we observe it and we orient ourselves and then we decide and now we're acting. And in my mind, what I'm thinking about is this world. Uh, yes, it's a beautiful world of possibilities and it's also uh, a world ruled by the Prince of Darkness. And so on that stage, me, I can make choices which are according to what I see right in front of me which is manipulated, or I can reference what's going on behind the curtain, what Jesus has told me as the author, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And it's the, the origin of everything. So if I make choices based on the origin of everything, then those choices are purer, less manipulated. And uh, the chance that I will orient myself to that and make right decisions and right actions is uh, what I'm hoping for. Tom, am I out to lunch? <clears throat> well, I, I would. I guess I would look at it this way, Rich, is um, you're, you're right that the producer uh, is, is producing something that is evil or could be evil, but he's producing a work of art, and art is um, in the eye of the beholder. So all of us who are sitting in the theater and observing this play, we can choose uh, how to interpret it. And what I, what I would suggest to people who are listening is try to find the good, try to find the positive. So as I'm looking at the actors, I'm looking at this uh, actress who has a beautiful voice and just a, a gift from God who's able to sing to the heavens and lift our spirits. And you've got this, uh, this other fellow who has great acting skills and is, and is able to do wonderful things. And so they're using their gifts from God. Uh, and they have the choice to either use them for good or for bad, and we have the choice to to interpret them as for good or for bad. And the same thing is going on in our society. Uh, you know, a lot of people will look at American history and say it was uh, it, it was bad, it was immoral, it was evil. Uh, a lot of us will look and say God gave us the gift in order to overcome the wrongs that existed in history, and and to perfect our society and make it better. So as we make choices, uh, it's not just in what we do. We, we can sometimes or very often choose what we see or how we see it and how we're going to react to it. I think that's really empowering. Um, it, it makes me think about this. There are places in the Bible where Scripture says that God will give us the desires of our hearts. And then there are other places where talking about the evil that men do, sexual immorality, idolatry, and all of this other stuff, 
He says, he gave them over to the desires of their hearts. And so you mentioned basketball in the beginning, and you said that the desire was to win. In which case, in that reality, we must then say, where are we now? What work must be done to get us from here to there? And the suffering exists between the here and the where we want to go. And I'd like to read those two scriptures for you because I think they inform the fact that God will give us the desires of our hearts. And so we must make those desires known through our choices. Romans chapter 1, verses 24 and 25 Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator. And Psalm 37 uh, verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. And so... We have to stand in the glare of the truth which says, in this nation, we have the wherewithal to make choices, and those choices had a cost, and what are we going to do with them, and what are we going to do with that opportunity? So what I would ask you, friends, is what are your desires? You will bring them into reality with your choices. What must you change? What must you do more? What must you do less? If we can stand in the glare of that truth, uh, when I fly with guys and I say, hey, if you catch me doing something wrong, point it out. I say to them, I am so desirous of doing right that I don't mind being wrong. And so if each of us can just be so desirous of doing right, we can stand in the glare of that truth, looking into the mirror of the Bible and say, What must I do better? And we'll talk about that in the final segment. Come on back. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs. Friends, it's Richard, the host of Courageous Christianity. In addition to donations, sponsorships also help to keep us on the air and sustain our ongoing efforts. We'd love for you to join us in this mission. If you own a Christian business or an entrepreneur, or it's on your heart to support our efforts, sponsorship opportunities are available. You'll have the chance to have your message heard during each show and much more. If you want to join us in our mission to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield and support us with your sponsorship, contact us at 281 656 1833 or email us at courageouschristianity at gmail.com. Contact us today to apply as there are some requirements. So give us a call at 281-656-1833 or email us at courageouschristianity at gmail.com. We're grateful for your listenership and for your support. I counted the street lights as we headed up to the chapel to pay our last respects. Friends, welcome back. It's July 4th weekend, and you're listening to Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow, and we're talking to Tom Kilgannon of the Freedom Alliance. He's with us by phone, and he's in Virginia. And Tom has a up-close and personal experience with the many sacrifices by service members and their families 
that give us the opportunities that we have and that have protected those opportunities. But if the military protects us against external threats, then we as an engaged citizenry must protect this nation against internal threats. And we do that when we make decisions as part of the solution based on what is real, not what we want to be real, if that makes any sense. Tom, uh, did I go too far afield again? <laughs> no, you're you're right on, on target, Rich. And uh, I want to thank you for having me on today. I think this was a, a wonderful discussion and an important one because we do have to make choices and we do have to make uh, wise, good, informed choices. And um, we're able to do that when we turn to God, when we turn to Scripture and um, invoke His guidance in our daily lives. And that's how we um, that's how we improve ourselves. That's how we draw ourselves closer to Him, and how we improve our communities. And so, you know, I would, um, I guess, what I would say in in this last part is, let's take a look at the title of this program. It's courageous, courageous Christianity. And so we need to take action, and we need to take bold action. And what I would suggest to people, as we are celebrating our nation's independence this day, and we're celebrating the gift of freedom that we have received from God, let's reflect on that, and let's reflect with our Lord and Savior. Uh, Let's reflect on the beauty of this country and the glorious nature of the structure of government that he has given to us and the religious freedom that we enjoy. We have a beautiful country, we have a beautiful faith, and we have a tremendous gift of freedom for which we have a responsibility to protect. So I would urge listeners to do this this weekend. Reflect on all of that, and then take out a notepad and a pen. Sit down and write a letter to God. Address it to our Lord and Savior and begin with a list or a narrative about what you are thankful for. What has he given to you? What has he given to us? And tell him, these are the things for which I am thankful and why they're important to you. Tell him what you understand about him and his loving grace. Tell him what you don't yet understand about our Christian faith or our path to heaven, and ask him for his guidance. And then make a pledge to God and make a pledge to your fellow Americans. Take, write down one action, just one, one and only one, that you will do in the week ahead to bring yourself closer to God, and write down one action that you will do to improve your community or to help a fellow American. And then take that letter and Put it somewhere in your home where you will be reminded of it so that you can take those actions. And once you take those and you find satisfaction in them, come back and write another letter or write another action and let it build upon itself. And I think that's the way we can pay tribute to God who has given us this freedom and pay tribute to those who have put their lives on the line to defend that freedom for all of us. I absolutely love Uh, Those words that you used, pay tribute. Uh, It's empowering. It will help me focus on the good that I can do. You know I love that one poem 
the last stanza of which says, I live for those who love me, whose hearts are kind and true, for the heaven that smiles above me and awaits my spirit too, for the cause that lacks assistance, for the wrong that needs resistance, for the future in the distance, and the good that I can do. And I know it's scary to hear a colonel in the Marines reciting poetry, but that one uh, just means a lot. And when you say pay tribute, uh, you're saying all of those things in just so much uh, fewer words. Uh, We just have an amazing opportunity. And all we have to do is take action. And there is some corner on this battlefield that will be changed by your courageous faith-based action. When you ask, what does scripture say? And do that. Friends, it's about choices. It's about knowing the truth with a capital T. It's about the heart and intent of the author of the story, who is Jesus. It's about freeing ourselves from the drama that we see on the stage of life each day. And it's about choosing the unfailing love of God in the way we love each other. And that is a fact. If we love God, we will love each other. Those actors on the stage are God's children and that they have been manipulated by the devil does not change the fact that we are to love them as well. And the way we love each other shows whether or not we love God. And I spent all of last week dealing with this truth. I said I would tell you more about Gunnery Sergeant Ben Blunt. Well, here are a few things. He was one of the first Marines I knew. As an assistant Marine officer instructor at Duke University beginning in my sophomore year, he was a taskmaster, he was a mentor, he was a confidant, and he used to call me knucklehead. (laughs) He had lunch with my family on the day I was commissioned as a second lieutenant, and he gave me my first salute as an officer. And we've been in touch off and on ever since. I must add that Gunnery Sergeant Blunt, or Gunny as we called him, loved God and his son Jesus. And he died on June 20th of this year, just a few days ago. Now, let me back up a second and tell you that I'm a busy guy. And I think I take perverse pride in how busy I am. Between flying as a captain for a major airline, working as a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserve, and doing this show, I'm busy. When Gunny called me on my cell phone on March 24th at 1.52 p.m., I was too busy to answer. And when he left a voicemail... I was too busy to return it. And over the next three months, as I worked almost every single day, I still did not return it, and I just kept saying, I'll call him tomorrow. Well, there is no more tomorrow. Gunny's gone from this world. And though I pray I will see him again beyond this place of struggle and tears, I also know that for the last three months where Gunny was concerned, I chose the play over the author as I failed to separate myself from the world in order to choose God by choosing to love my neighbor, my friend, and a fellow Marine. I have no idea what we would have talked about because I chose not to call. I have no idea what comfort I could have provided because I chose not to call. As you know, in every show we have a moment of truth. Well, today, that is it. I chose not to call a mentor and a friend. And that is a truth that I cannot avoid. Hebrews chapter 12 begins, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. 
The truth is that we will live with our choices. I must stand in the glare of that truth now, and we will all one day stand in the glare of the truth. And so, Gunnery Sergeant Ben Blunt, who taught me so much, has taught me one final lesson. Choose to be a better friend. We know we have to take action. So, as I say choose to be a better friend, how will that look? A choice must be accompanied by action. Going forward, I will make more choices which reject the things of the world and prioritize the fellowship that God values. At every opportunity, I'll pray for God's help to love my neighbors better, the actors on the stage. And to demonstrate that choices must be backed up by action, I have made the decision to retire from the Marine Corps, effective May 1st, 2022. I'm retiring for many reasons, not the least of which is so I will have more time to be a friend. I hope that is a fitting tribute to Gunny. I love the idea that he taught me from the beginning of my Marine Corps career to the very end. For Gunny's family and friends, I pray for Jesus' loving comfort. To our fellow Marines, I say I will try harder to personify the motto, Semper Fi. And to Gunny Blunt, I say, well done, good and faithful servant. And that is Courageous Christianity. And that brings us to our quote of the day. I think it is only fitting to give Gunny the final word. And he said it like this. Hey, come here, knucklehead. Well, Gunny, it's Colonel Knucklehead now, and I thank you for that. So, friends, as we close the show, I want to ask each of you who is listening to ask yourself as a Christian warrior, what must I step away from and what must I embrace to allow me to choose God and the things he values more often? And so we said we have freedom. We said that freedom was bought at a cost. We said we must orient ourselves based on our observations, that we must make decisions, and that we must act. And because it's all so confusing and the devil works so hard to put on a play, we must go back to Scripture, to the author, and ask what he said. What does Scripture say? And we can have all these pretensions about loving our neighbor better, But that's where it starts. Because love is not marshmallows, clouds, candy canes, and ushering people into the ditch of life. Love is about standing firm in faith and setting people up for success. And that's true freedom. And that's true freedom. And we have that. And if we're going down, let's go down swinging. Let's go down doing the right thing. So, uh, Tom Kilgannon. Thank you so much. I'm sorry to have stolen so much of our time, but as you strive each day to serve our warriors, I knew you would understand. Thanks, Tom. My pleasure. Thank you. Friends, thanks for joining Christy and me today. We hope you'll join us each and every week on 100.7 KKHT, the word, at kkht.com, or on courageouschristianity.today, where you can listen to previous episodes by podcasts. Christy. And I want to say thank you, Tom. You always inspire me, so thank you. Amen. You really do. You're You're an incredibly positive person, Tom. That's so fantastic. I'm so encouraged. It's it's exciting. Happy Fourth of July. God bless America. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and Semper Fi. (laughs) 